And we're back with another team preview here. Uh, we're continuing with the crew we've had for these three so far because you guys, you're going to see them as they're released. So, you know, it's all happening in one day, though. That's the movie magic that goes on with the team preview. But we're joined with Custa Avril and Reinforce, obviously myself. Uh, once again, we're continuing the exile of the British. I don't want them. We built up an Atlantic seawall keep them out from doing anything, both internet traffic and physically. So now we're doing the Washington Justice, which... Washington. The Washington. The Was Washington. The Washington Justice. They're uh, an interesting team overall. They've had some ups, a lot of downs, mostly downs as a squad, as a team, as an organization, but they've had some ups here too. And this could be a year for another up, potentially, or maybe a couple ups. So as a general idea, as we're looking at the roster and, we, and we've seen their picks, before we get into specifics, what are our feelings? You know, what are we putting out into the air spiritually? I just want to say that I feel very betrayed from last year. Same. I was personally emotionally hurt uh, mm -hmm. by their lacking performances. The beer made it more comforting. So if we're getting a repeat of that performance this I year, didn't like their beer. I am kindly Ooh. asking for uh, more beer in that regard to make me yeah. feel better. I will uh, take a what, what are you going to... You can send it to me. What are you, you going to be asking from the Houston org when they disappoint you? Uh, I mean, I don't know what they do down there. Vodka? I don't know. Do they, do they grow no whiskey? No, they're like bourbon down there, right? Yeah, I mean, bourbon? they're like yeah. a bourbon. I mean, they're south. There'd be bourbon, bourbon? probably. Yeah, so I mean, you do more of a bourbon. But yeah. I mean, that's technically... Deep, Texas isn't so much bourbon-like country, I don't think. I think it's more of like other southern areas, but I'm not sure. I'm yeah. not a liquor dealer. I don't know. I, I feel like the bourbon years <laughs> are over dealer. for the Outlaws fans, though. I feel like, you know, that's a, the, the, we've already done that team preview. Yeah. But, you know, I, I feel like, if anything, they should drink water this year. Washington, though, not so sure. Maybe it's more beer this well, year. Yeah. Well, we'll have to see. Uh, mm. But ov overall, I hope they can redeem themselves this year because... Last year was a massive disappointment. We don't want to see a repeat of last year, considering how many talented players they have on this team. And, you know, they've done a decent job picking up even, you know, better talent this year, better suited going into this year. So I'm excited to see more from them. Okay, okay. Are uh, we... Well, is that our general thoughts? I'm the, I'm the same as Johnny. They burnt me last year. So, like, as much as they have same level of talent, probably as last year, some great additions... I don't know. I like I, I was so excited about them last year and they kind of sucked. And they still have a lot of the core and the bones of what like they struggled with last year. And they're just hoping that it was kind of just like an off year. So a part of me is just can't get over that aspect of the Washington Justice. So here's where I am is that I also uh, got bait into rating them super highly last year. So I rated them like up here and then their actual performance was like more down here. So what I've done is because I know they've actually upgraded their roster from last year. I'm just like, I'm about here in the middle right now. So this is where I thought they were last year, where they actually were. And now they're about mid for me in terms of the fact they upgraded over a poor season in, in several positions. So yeah, I don't feel that bad about it. I'm not expecting them to, to be a top contender this year like it was last year, but uh, you know, maybe more accurate expectations than previously. I actually was one of the people they booed. They jeered at me when I was like, oh, I don't think Justice were going to do that good. And and it was entirely based off things that, well, A, I was like, but, but, the reasoning, there's a lot of reasoning, but essentially, doesn't I, the reason it doesn't matter, matter what the reasoning right, was, but I was right. right. So realistically, <laughs> I was the most right. So I, I feel justified. I wasn't too hurt by the performance, but I was still, I was still offended because I was like, you should be better. When I was looking at your roster, you should be better than what was happening. So I was still, even though I myself was not personally wounded, I was uh, offended for behalf of those that believed. You know, like, it felt like when I was seeing something just heinous, 
that someone else really cared about butchered you know it was like the, it was like the latest indiana jones movie if you like and i was like and like everyone's watching that well actually i love indiana jones so really i was offended personally on a level for that too so either way let's then deep dive into the roster here a bit so let's start maybe where i feel like there was some controversy with it we're actually gonna reverse our role that we're doing let's start with support because last year i feel like support was a lot of uh, area of controversy for the justice and this year you know how are we look at feeling of a support line when they have uh they've got krillin <laughs> they've got krillin uh opener and then vigilante who is going to be underage for uh, a portion of the season i believe like the first stage or so maybe july 1st okay. he comes of age so yeah that's like a Almost. stage and a half i guess i don't know mm -hmm. I am in the exact same spot as last year that I think if this team is going to struggle, it is going to come from the back line. I'm, I don't know. I will say, I don't know anything about opener. Never seen him play. I looked at his Wikipedia and it's like, he was, he was, unless he's just like, you know, Australian contenders is the Thunderdome in which you just like get way stronger. He was a part of the failed Gen G squad and then went to Australian contenders. And that's the last time we really saw him play. So I don't know. Maybe he did great in trials. Maybe he is a great player. I can't speak to that. And that gives me concern, especially when we consider other rookies that are coming to that role. Like we just talked about Churong. It's like, can Opener be good as, as good as Churong? Very, very, very unlikely, right? And then the other... The, no it's just a no. Yeah, sorry. Yeah, Avril <laughs> says it's no, it's a no. Uh, and then Krillin and Vigilante. I, I actually think both these players are pretty good. Obviously, Krillin having a redemption arc through contenders. I think he was on T1, right? um yeah, and had yeah. had apparently he was really good on t1 and apparently he has improved a lot so once again solid but he's also not the highest flex support prospect and when we're talking about the washington justice the same thing was said last year where it's like they are trying to put together a championship roster yet in the support line they they seem to have fallen short uh vigilante solid but as we said it's going to take a couple of months for him to come up so, I, by the way, I've, I've just kind of discovered this is the reason I was uh, asked to be brought on to the team previews today, because it's like, Australia uh, who, who's, the, uh, who's the only person in the world that's, like, seen open? Oh, I think we'll get Avril. He's, he's seen open. <laughs> yeah, he's I mean, we're person. discussing it. It's a very, you make yourself valuable, Avril, with that. You, you fill a niche that where yeah. no one else has it. I've, uh, yeah, I've got the whole monopoly on opener information. And now you'll be you'll be sad to to know that actually I my opinion on on opener is that <laughs> I don't really know what to say here because he he didn't do that well Genji generally speaking wasn't that great um, and has only ever had like one good run ever and that was the gauntlet run in 2020 um, and I can't even remember if he was a part of the squad at that stage I have to go check that um, but. Okay, yeah, he played in Contenders Australia. I cast him. I cast a Contenders Australia. Um, his team didn't even actually win Contenders Australia. I believe they came uh, like second or third or third. Yeah, so they didn't even come second, sadly. Um, and I know he was an important part of that roster, but it was like a kind of like five Koreans and Kuffer or something in Australian, so it was a bit of a weird roster. Um, the problem is, even if he won Contenders, and he didn't, but even if he won Contenders, I don't know what I can do with that information. As, as sad as it is for me to say, you could win Contenders Australia, but you would have to play in like a gauntlet for people to actually like really get a gauge. And for me to even get a gauge, because I, I don't see their scrims behind the scenes of who they're scrimming, what their results are. Um, so had they won Contenders, I still don't know I would have an accurate level read on opener. But he's just been like a, a guy floating around. I mean, he must have killed it in trials. He must have been like trials god for Washington Justice. Just showed up in the open trials and just annihilated. That's the only thing I can think of. Because I 
I'm not exactly sure what you know the value that he's bringing to the table is because he wasn't super standout in contenders. And yeah, I, I, sadly, I don't have more to add to that. I think people maybe look at me as like, well, you you cast him. Do you have the answers? And I'm like, but yeah, it's just like real murky water, milky answers, real fogged answers. Like I got a real fog brain for opener. I don't know. <laughs> I mean, I have the answer. It's because they played with closer. Now they have to play with opener. Start of the new game. He Done. said it. He fucking he said it. He, he was the I mean, one. I mean, it has to I be said. Have expected it has to be said. Yeah. It has to be said. It was clearly a thematic reasoning for this. We're, we're, Christopher Nolan is running the Washington Justice, and we're doing just dark themes. Like, that's what we're doing from now on. So, okay. So, opener not looking too great, but, and Krillin maybe on a redemption arc a bit. What about Vigilante? Vigilante is cracked. He's yeah. fucking yeah, cracked. He's... Vigilante's unreal. So, he's, this is like, if, if the flex support, I think, um, hierarchy goes Finn is your number one prospect for flex support out of Korea, and then Vigilante right after that. With no no question from me. Vigilante is so good. Where's Krillin um, on that list then? If you're if you like, is he uh, further down? Like how many more places yeah. do you go down? Like, are we expecting like in, in a world in which double flex support is that's probably ideal for the justice, what we're looking at here, like Krillin and Vigilante? But like, do you see Vigilante playing over Krillin almost hundred percent of the time if they're not playing double flex? Should. In theory, in theory, unless something changes and unless like Trillin just like, I don't know, he's secretly like, oh, he is actually a Saiyan and not just a human. He can actually go Super Saiyan. Then, then maybe, you know, Krillin is, uh, can, I, can I ask you this? This is, might be a good, good, uh, good question to get a good accuracy of how good he is. Would you rather have Krillin or Aim God? <sighs> I actually think I would rather take Krillin. And mostly that's because okay, that's of That's a good sign. That's a good sign. Yes, now we're that's, talking here, Washington fans. The Washington, the Justice fans just got a massive shot of hope and they're like, <gasps> they're just, they're just, they got there. Um, and Philly fans just took a shot to the heart. <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 no. The reason is because of T1 did so good in contenders compared to CC who just like kind of shat the bed a little bit. Also, I think Krillin's just that younger player. I think people have like this negative attitude about Krillin because of his like, Performance on did he even play a game on London? I legitimately can't even remember. Uh, he he did. Like, he did, and like honestly, I move on Krillin just because I find the whole situation with London funny. I don't, I don't right. really have a huge opinion on him as a player because there's just not enough data from like Overwatch yeah. League, right? I'll be and real, like, like, from, from T1, he looked decent. Yeah, yeah. I think, I think when you 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 asking earlier, Scott, like, where, how far would I rank him? It's like now that I really look at it, I think he would still be. Potentially third or fourth after Vigilante. I mean, I think there's a gap. I think Vigilante, Finn were just, just well and truly above well, yeah. everybody else. But like when you start to look at the rest, it's like, you know, your best options after that become like Ain God. Um, and then you have to go into the BM Hawks and the Team Diamonds, where I mean, Papa Dog's reasonable, but uh, he's still got some ways to go. Quasit is reasonable, but still got some ways to go. They're probably like positions, players you'd go for if you're really desperate to fill out positions and you want a Korean player, then. Boom, you got it. But I think um, Krillin is probably an underrated pick. I think he's underrated by by the fans a lot. Um, but he's also, in some ways, correctly rated because he is definitely not as good as Vigilante on paper coming into the season as a as a as a. Well, I guess he's a returning player, isn't he? So yeah. Okay, so that's still concerning to me though because essentially it sounds like they're banking hardcore on a potential because really Krillin's there to play until Vigilante is of age, but then you can play double black support if you want to. But then if opener is really weak, if there's ever a hard main support meta, that's concerning, you know? 
that's very concerning if you need to have a Lucio, right? If like if you have to have a Lucio player. Maybe he levels up. I don't I don't know. Yeah, maybe. maybe he levels the hell. I'm this is some really I'm really injecting some copium into into the veins now for him to level up because they um you got Ty Dollar now, who's who's the new assistant coach coming through from Glaz, and Ty Dollar's pretty well regarded. Um, so maybe they could bring him up. They must see something in. Yeah, and they have to see something in him. That's what I was gonna say. Is it's like it's not like Washington don't have money. Like they have a very like expensive roster. They have great players. It seems very weird that there were a lot of great main supports coming into the league this season, and they didn't get a bid on any of them, uh, or like they didn't win on any of them. Like it feels weird that they've had to go for opener. And as you said. They, you generally don't understand something there's generally a reason and you know it comes down to do you trust the washington justice like coaching staff because they've obviously scouted him in some way because i don't think anyone else was looking at opener maybe there you know isn't that much to it uh it, you know maybe th th the answer is right in front of us and it's written in history already and we don't need to overanalyze it already is it just uh, open a closer the, is that what you're about the, to say <laughs> the main supports in washington justice history Fostix and huno you got Arc, Closer. So I'm just saying, like, maybe main support is just not their kind of role. Maybe <laughs> just it's just... I want to add something. I want to add something. I want to add something. Because here's the other really interesting thing, if you think about it. The other ex-London guy who's a main support who was available is Sanguina, and he didn't get picked up. Yeah. So they literally chose opener over That's Sanguina. That's a good point, yeah. yeah. Come on. And, and so if you're choosing opener over Sanguina, you definitely saw something in opener that you didn't see in Sanguina. Like that's why I'm saying open him. He this guy's a Zephyr Trials God or some shit. I I, I don't know. He must have killed it in Trials. He has to have had to have been a trial thing. Okay, so support line interesting. Got some underrated talent, some great talents, and uh weird talent. So then let's then look at tank line. The tank line they've kept Mag, and they've also added now they've they've lost Fury and they've added Kalios. Interesting tank. I think this is a very interesting tank line. Would we rate this tank line better than last year's? Going into Overwatch 2? Or would we say, like... Ooh, I mean, you lost you, Fury. I mean, you lost Fury, right? But the thing is, Fury didn't look that good last year. And it's not that I don't think Fury <gasps> isn't a good player. Fury didn't look very <laughs> good last year. He did not fans molding right now. He did not but, but historically, Fury is obviously gone. like a really good player. So like to me, that's a blip in the radar. I think he was just stuck in the septic tank that was the Justice at the time. So like, sure. But is this tank line potentially going to perform better than it did last year? I'm worried. I'll be the, the guy who comes out busting through the doors and says, <laughs> I'm worried. Okay? On paper, you might, you know, as a Justice fan, you might get a bit antsy in your seat and you're like, oh, yeah. It's pretty good tank line, you know. We got Mag who came into the league last year, he was fantastic on Winston. You know, we got a great Reinhardt as well. Those times they did play Reinhardt comp, even though it wasn't their, you know, their, their favorite composition. Mag still has a good Reinhardt, you know. So he, he has the, the Winston and the Reinhardt. I think Kalios was a great addition to New York last year. He was a yep. great, like, you know, band aid onto that team because those tanks they struggled on New York Excelsior. We said it from the get go that the tanks were going to struggle in New York and we didn't have complete faith in them. They brought in Kalios. I think he was a great band aid, but like. I'm worried about the flexibility of this team. If you're asking this team to start playing Wrecking Ball again, Jesus Christ, I, I might just have to leave. Like, I'm not going to be part of the broadcast anymore. I'll have to watch, pay someone else to analyze those games because I don't think I can bear witness to Max Wrecking Ball anymore. That Who's going to play Doomfist for this team? I mean, you got yeah. the Winston, you got the Reinhardt. I, I can see that happening. I Kalios, Kalios like, sorry, Diva. But like, 
I, I I have concerns. If this team is forced to adapt or like start messing around with their compositions, this is not the tank line that I would pick first. Johnny, I I do think all tanks kind of have to probably learn Doomfist. I'm one of the few. I'm, I'm I don't know if I'm <laughs> yeah, one of the few. I'm yeah, one of, yeah, I'm you're one right. The, that, that's a silly argument for me. Yeah, I'm, I'm one of the is. people. I'm one of the people out there that is just like some people. I I kind of. Uh, put this narrative out there as well so you know I'll, I'll take back what i put out which is that you know maybe some dps would come out and play doomfist with a team on tank but the more i think about it and the more i look at it i, I don't think that's going to happen i think the tanks will just learn doomfist and yeah. you know if there are doomfist dps players on the team they will just have to teach doomfist to their tank players as the optimal thing to do so but the flexibility point still stands when it oh, comes sure, to that sure. it was a yeah. real issue last year when they couldn't play winston or reinhardt so it, it, it was really what, what, what about what about the one time he did fearless and the fans couldn't get over it no okay okay no yeah. did, did you did, i can't even remember what game it was i think i've like it was like on gibraltar, gibraltar yeah. the route 66 yeah. one where like i watch like and here's the thing that i'm going to defend mag on is it was not just mag assassin was having a stinker of a stage as well all right it was just right. there was some coaching issues there had to have been they, it felt like they just lost all of their confidence no one was working together no one was doing anything so i will give mag the benefit of the doubt on that one because i think his mechanics were fine it just felt like he just forgot how to work in a team or something like that i like callus i think this tank line is is fine i i think the concerns that johnny brought up are very valid of like i don't think this is a top 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 end tank line and i don't think you can put mag on the pedestal that we did last season so if, if they could just play winston saria oh sign yeah. me up i'm down fucking yeah. go yeah you get a chance but, but yeah, the flexibility is definitely uh, a good point by Johnny. Yeah, I'm pretty... Oh, wait, they can't play Winston Sorry because it's 5-5. Five five. But line. if they can play Winston or Sorry. I think it meant Winston or Zai. Yeah, Winston or Okay, so the tank line looking all right, but not maybe not necessarily like a top performing tank line, which is weird when you think about it when you include Mag in that list. Um, but do you disagree? Actually, do you, you want to you celebrate him? What, Mag? You, yeah, do you want to celebrate him? You know? No, Give the no, justice some hope. Really. I think no. we're being really down on the justice. I mean, I think I fun. actually think I, I will say his replacement. <laughs> Kalios is a good is a pretty good replacement. Uh, yeah. Honestly, he's like been pretty solid. Um, what in his play? Like, I think he's he's the uh, one of the original five KSR Zarya's. Like, but also even, even after that, now more recent times, he's been pretty decent. Like, I think he's been a pretty good. I, I, it's hard to it's shocking to say this, but there's no way that he will perform. I would, I would imagine he'll perform about as good as, as Fury did last year for the Justice, <laughs> if not better, potentially. Um, so also, I think, is Avril here? He's very frozen. Yeah. Oh, you were Am so I? still. You were so still. Yeah. I was just <laughs> trying, like to, be, I was trying to be invisible. I was oh trying to turn goodness. invisible. Um, oh, yeah, I thought you were DC. It didn't yeah, work, though, because you saw me. So. I did. I didn't see you. So, yeah. I was, waiting for my, I was waiting for my turn. Don't worry. I'm, I'm, I'm patient. That's what I am. Okay. Well, do you, do you, is this for the tank line turn that you want to go for? Yeah, sure. I, I think um, I, I'm one of the few... I still really believe in Mag. I still really do believe in Mag. I think last year wasn't a good representation of his caliber. And I think you could say that about like their entire roster as well, which is like kind of weird. It's just the whole last season is just a, a bit of a... A blur. It's just one of those ones on you that want to team, forget. right? Like somewhat, like we we all say that about every single one of their players, yeah, right? Of like happened. they're all theoretically good. Someone has to be sus. Someone I don't know who is I don't overrated, know. and I don't know who it is. And it's not Bebe because he's about to win uh, the twenty first. <laughs> uh, yeah, he's about to win a championship. Yeah, he's about yeah, to win yeah. a championship. It's not him. Uh, okay. Um. So, <laughs> but I. Dude, I've we've all seen. I think we've all seen Mag absolutely fry in contenders. When he was on Runaway, yep. he was so good. Like I, I talked about him as a Rookie of the Year candidate because 
he was he was so he was fucking insane. He was one of the best players coming out of contenders, one yeah. of the best players. Um, and even before he was eligible, like even the year prior when he was underage, he was still like really good, but just obviously couldn't come because of age. So then when he finally got here, it just wasn't the man that we expected. It wasn't the Fury we expected, and it wasn't the decay. Just insert every single Washington player. So I don't know. I still believe that Mag can get there though because he is that good. And Kalius is probably a little bit more underwhelming compared to Fury, but he he really brought a lot to the table for NYXL when they brought him on board. And I think Zarya is his best hero. And like Johnny says, if we get into a Zarya meta, I think that's when you feel good about Kalios. Okay, so we heard tank lines. Now we talked support lines. Let's talk DPS. Let's talk DPS here. So their DPS for this team, they, it's pretty interesting. So they've kept Decay and Assassin, and they've added Happy. I mean, to me, I look at that, and I'm like, this is a relatively well... This is a pretty well-rounded... DPS line, you know, like you have your hard hit scan, you have a, tr I mean, a tracer player that also can flex a little bit. You have your flex DPS player, but I do look, at, I do wonder how they all fit together, and also what the decay situation is gonna be, and also does Assassin go troll mode again sometimes on the somber? Like I don't know, but he kind of fixed that after Please that no. one, that mm -hmm. one particular stage. So like, you know, what are we feeling about the DPS line? Looks like an upgrade to me. Yeah, in my opinion. Like happy hitscan was really good on the Houston Outlaws last year. Like you can't you can't really doubt his ability. I think he's better than Jerry. Um, and I think the the issue that I think the Washington Justice ran into last year is I was never happy with Decay getting benched so that Jerry could play hitscan. Right? Like that just apparently that was Decay. Decay was like I don't want to play long range hitscan. Uh, yeah, and that was the problem. <laughs> and but I what I'm saying is I'm more comfortable with Happy going into that role, right? Because it's like I know Happy is a more storied veteran hitscan. Um, Decay is interesting. And I think here's where I have a problem with the Justice and this, this DPS line. Assassin did assassinate the Washington Justice like in multiple matches in that season. Like he just, he had a real stinker of a series. And then Decay has had multiple instances of coming out reports that he is not playing well with the team of he doesn't want to do something. He doesn't want to play. He doesn't, he's not confident or anything like that. And then we just don't see him. We know the caliber of player that he is. We've seen it when he does play the matches, but he's just got to get into the server. And if they can fix that issue, Decay can be confident in the team and trust everyone around him and just play to the potential. They can be sick and Assassin doesn't, you know, like mess with everything. I think it's a good DPS lineup, theoretically on paper, but something, I don't know. I've just been burnt by Washington Justice. I don't trust I think them we, at we all. We answered the question. You guys remember the question was like, oh, well, we all say they underperformed. So who was, whose fault? I think Scott's just like, yeah, it's Decay's fault. Just right well, <laughs> well, I mean, but I mean, it's, it's hard to even play, pinpoint him, yes. right? He didn't yeah. play, correct? So you can't even really pinpoint him as the underperformer if he didn't perform at all, if he didn't show yeah. up. He's so, an easy antagonist to latch onto. Oh. If you want to blame someone, just fuck the kid. Yeah, yeah. I will say, I'm so I'm so delighted with Happy joining this team because I think it changes the entire DPS dynamic. Because last year, we were looking at Decay. We were looking at Assassin. We're like, these are the two guys that are going to make it happen for the Washington Justice. They have a good tank line with Mag and Fury. But ultimately, it's going to be amazing because Decay and Assassin are going to combine their DPS skills and just take over the matches and just run over some of these teams. And there were a couple of matches that we saw that happen. But for the most part, like Assassin disappointed. And Decay didn't want to play long range hit scan. And anytime you got Jerry into the lineup, I'm just like, this is not what the Washington Justice season was supposed to be like. But now you add Happy onto this mix. And he's like a staple pillar. He can be like the mm. fallback guy in case you need someone. 
to perhaps pick up the slack if Assassin is not playing the super well. If the K doesn't want to play long range scan, fine. Just let Happy come into the server. He can play the Soldier, Cassidy, Widowmaker. I'm happy with that because he's happy. Um, that's going to be a great, <laughs> a great, a great single pillar to lean back on. You couldn't lean back on Jerry to take over some of these games and carry for this team. But with Happy, you can do that and you can change up the DPS lineup and do so many more things. And I, I think. From a team standpoint, you just feel very good having Happy in the lineup as well because you know that this guy can come into the server, he can pick one of these long range hits, can pop off on Ash, and then it's so much easier to play around him with a mm. player like that. I don't think Jerry necessarily contribu contributed that last year, and it makes the entire team environment it makes it so much more difficult for Decay to figure out what he wants to do. It makes it more difficult for Assassin because he's like, oh god, I have so much pressure on me to perform. If Assassin is not feeling it, just you know, play around happy, build around long range hit scan composition and make that work instead. I think it changes the entire DPS dynamic. So um I feel way more comfortable following this DPS line compared yeah. to last year with Jerry. Even though it's just like a small single change, I think it's gonna really alleviate the pressure on this DPS lineup. I also think happy could be like the new kind of protagonist of this team as well. It's not like that everyone talks about decay is like the primary guy on this team uh i yeah. think happy can you could even have situations where i wouldn't be surprised you know oh, decay doesn't want to play for xy reasons cool assassin and happy will play and you're going to get a good lineup that's yeah, fine. a good lineup um you know Better i'd be, I'd be fine with that and, you know if decay is not comfortable long range hit scan well guess who is happy is he's great on those he's um, he's going to be amazing on those so decay doesn't need to play him that's fine decay can focus on tracer whatever else he wants to play Sass will cover the projectiles, Happy will cover the hit scans, Decay will play what he's needed. And if we old Decay back, we're going to go full to carry mode. That's fantastic. But yeah, you, you're not stuck in a situation where your next best player on the DPS is Jerry, which doesn't sound great. So um, there's some real firepower with Happy. I think that's one of the biggest, not that it really is just the biggest upgrade piece, this biggest piece they brought onto the roster. I mean, that that is the one player that really ignites some hope for the Washington Justice lineup. Yeah. Okay, so to me, I look at the lineup and I agree. Uh, okay, you've kept good pieces with Decay and Assassin. You've added a great piece with Happy. But what about the flexibility of this roster? When you look at like metas where like you might be running, wanting to run like a double flex, right? Because Decay can flex a little bit, but he's not really a full flex player, correct? Like he's, but isn't he like more of just like he plays Tracer, some hit scan, and then like Genji pretty much? Like, does he play, like, a full range of flex heroes? And secondly, what if, like, I, I don't really understand, like, when you're looking at, like, some metas where potentially where you want to have Happy in, but also you still want to have your flex player in, but then you might ever need to play Tracer. Like, what's their situation? How are they dealing with that, right, compared to a lot of teams? Like, if you ever need to swap. Like, to me, when I look at the DPS line, you have good players, but because of the Decay hero pool... Uh, unless he changes up that hero pool a bit, it doesn't seem like they have a full range of like, oh, we're going to be comfortable playing every meta mm. now with this DPS line. You know, like they're going to be set for the majority of metas probably that you can conceive of, but who knows like what all the metas are going to be and like what you might need from your DPS line, which is why that there, you've seen like very, like very, very flexible picks, I think, and pickups overall for a lot of rosters. I think that's a, I think that's an interesting point. I, I think it's just more, <laughs> I agree. I was like, they take out decay i might be unhappy and that's i feel like i'm just opening that chestnut again of like i i agree that assassin happy could potentially not be able to do the same things uh i i agree that decay's hero pulls a little weird i think they'll probably be fine like unless we end up in like a farah genji meta or something like that where i don't see that being too many uh, too much of an issue i yeah. i like i think that these are one of those rosters especially in all roles where they've 
they've covered the double tanks, they've covered the three supports, like they have three DPS. Overall, I think their flexibility should be pretty uh, should be pretty fun. Okay. I might okay. I might say something sacrilege. I I don't remember entirely, so don't quote me on this. But didn't Happy play a kind of decent tracer for Houston he last year? He did last year, 2020. Yeah, well, that's when they were trying to figure out. Um, there, yeah, he did play a little bit of tracer, and but it I was don't, a little I bit. My, I yeah. can't remember if it was enough for the sample size was small enough to where I'm not going to be like confident saying, "Oh yeah, Happy can play tracer at the highest level," you know. And so that's the biggest problem I have is that like he's not a dedicated like, "Oh yeah, we know hmm. we can put him for sure on tracer," but he yeah. could fill some tracer. He could. Could. He could. That it could be. It'd be a cursed lineup to see, like. But then know, also, then who Tracer plays? And assassin and they're flexing. Like, and then, but then it's still like if you need a if you need a hard hit scan player, right? Like you'd still want Happy in the server over Decay, yes. you know. Yeah. So that's the problem you run into, right? It's like okay, Happy could fill Tracer, but if you need a hit scan, like Happy's also like your hit scan player. So it's like it, it's just weird, you know. Do all three of them play Tracer. Did we did we see Assassin no. Tracer? No, I, I don't think Assassin. He, no, 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 no. Assassin. He, he does play Tracer. Assassin does play Tracer. Oh, he, he didn't. He didn't continue. He didn't right. continue. Yeah. I think the I think the Happy Phil line is is quite accurate. I think you would only really want to see Happy on Tracer as a Phil. I think part of the reason for Houston is if you want to play Tracer Sombra, then obviously Dante is going to be a Sombra player, right? And so then Happy kind of has to be a Tracer player in, in some ways. Um, but I don't expect Happy to play Tracer this year when when Decay is known <laughs> no. for a Tracer, and then even then, Assassin's probably a more well-known backup Tracer. Um, so yeah, I, but I, but I, I don't see think Happy flexibility just, is going to be a huge issue. You know, I I think Happy and Assassin kind of cover most of the heroes, and then and then you have Decay's hero pool that can just kind of um, maybe you you just have a Tracer specialist, and that's fine. I mean, Atlanta are happy to do that. Yeah. Um, I don't see too many major holes here because. Decay's hero pool is just weird enough that it covers bits and pieces of both projectile and hit scan, uh, which can be quite rare, or at least not most players don't do that. So that's fine. But I, I think Happy just probably plays so he probably replaces Decay on so many heroes like the Widowmaker. And that used to be one of Decay's signature heroes, but then that was there was the whole long range hit scan whatever thing last year. Yeah. So, you know, cool. Happy Sorry, Decay doesn't want to play Widowmaker anymore. Happy's probably going to be better on that anyway, maybe. Okay, okay. And then as a final point, we talk a little bit, we can end up on the Koji staff. It's just pretty much like the same. I mean, they've kept Supreme as head coach, right? So Supreme was head coach yeah. before. They've And then they've added Ty Dalla and Chilwa, I believe. Chilwa was there last Chilwa year. Was oh, was he there last year? God, I can't. Yeah. I, so on some of the assistant coaches, like they're just a myriad of them that are just hanging out. I'm like, <laughs> Like ah, like what? I can't remember who's where. So okay, so they've kept Supreme, kept Chua, and they've added Ty Dalla. Yeah. Myself, personally, Supreme and Chua resided over this team when they couldn't figure out how to play the game Overwatch. So yeah. I don't really know if that should inspire confidence, especially because they had good quality players last year, even if they weren't like necessarily you know, always top tier. You know what's funny? This is how cursed this team is. Is when we talk about players like oh Mag and Fury, they didn't play the potential, Decay didn't play the potential. Chua also, I think, did wasn't. At his potential, maybe as well, because he was part of that very successful O2 Blast run in 2020 in the first season. And then when Chua left the team, O2 Blast turned to shit. And that's, by the way, um, for anyone that is just like anti San Francisco, and you, if you ever want to just see proper fail and just like shit breaks, just watch that second season of 2020. Um, and then you get to see O2 Blast and proper shit breaks and just don't do anything. That was the season that Chua wasn't part of the team. So Chua was kind of credited to a lot of success in the coaching position in that first season success for O2 Blast. And then he comes into Washington and 
not a lot happens. So, I mean, you know, the, the curse of like people not being at the potential extends even to the coaching staff. Yeah. I, I like, I, I can't speak to any of these coaches, never talk to them, never a thing. I, the only thing I can see with my eyeballs is that the Washington justice last year had good players and they looked poorly coached. Their compositions were bad. Their substitutions were bad. Their teamwork and strategy. It looked like there was a massive disconnect. And at that point, you need to recognize that there's a failing within the coaching somewhere. I can't tell you how, I can't tell you where, I can't tell you whose fault it was, but something struggled with the coaching staff. Maybe Ty Dollar comes in with the gladiators approach and gives a little bit of growth. Maybe it was just an off season, but I am a little worried about the coaching staff after such a poor 2021. Yeah, well, that's where we're standing. So that, that's that's our glorious talk about coaching staff is where like, since we don't actually know, we only know a select few of the coaches every time we're all just like, well, you know, they I should have done well, but you know, it's just, I, it's- I know the players think Ty Dollar is good. I think he's- Yeah, he's and that's, that's always good to hear, right? But I've also, you know, there's also been coaches that I think this is like a non-example, but we shouldn't, obviously player recommendations are good, but player recommendations are to be taken with a grain of salt as well because a coach could work yeah. great with one environment. And also sometimes coach players love coaches because the coach lets them do whatever the fuck they want and yeah. doesn't actually put a system, you know? True. Like they don't actually put a system or hold them accountable. They're just like, I love this coach. I love working with them because they're just best friends. And like they don't actually yeah. do anything to oppose the system to make them better. So that's why player recommendations are also like so biased. The, the moral of the story is no one knows anything about coaches and it's, it's all just a big fucking sham. And, uh, Coach of the year is a bit of a Mickey Mouse award because no one fucking knows anything. Exactly. <laughs> I mean, honestly, I mean, theoretically, you could make that argument that like, but the thing is, coaching does matter. That's the annoying yeah. part. Coaching yeah. does matter. It is a real job that matters. But, the impact is real. No it's one just knows so, anything though. It's just we don't have the tools no, to measure no. it. I, I Which think, is why. Yeah. So from my for my experience, like going from 2018, 2019, there are some coaches who got credited for a ton of great work because their team was successful. And then like, it was like, I hear from the players or I talk to people and it was the assistant coach was like incredibly good. And the head coach yeah. wasn't as good or even like vice versa, like of the person who puts himself in the public, like the assistant coach, they didn't offer much, right? Like we don't know. And I'm hoping, and I'm, I I've been pushing for this last year that we get more interviews with coaches. Like I, the league and people, we need to push for this because as much as we like talking to players, I think it would be great insight to hear from coaches talking about their teams, the things that they're doing and the growth that they're trying to do. Because yes. right now we have no feedback from coaches. When was the last content piece you saw with a coach? So I, I mean, where was the last content coach. piece from Overwatch League in general, you know, but like, I mean, <laughs> so, I mean, that's the first thing, but secondly, also it's on, it's on orgs too. Orgs mm. should be doing this for their coaches. Orgs should be putting out their coaches into the limelight because that way you should be promoting them as figures and like understand and like, because even if they fail, they're going to fail either way. Right. You might as well make content. But, but like, it depends on how honest they want to be. I think they, sh I think that's good to see that content, but I think when you want to interview coaches, they're really guarded. You know, I think some a lot of times are really good. I remember. Um, what do they got to hide? Just, just, just win the server. Stuff like that. I don't know. Like I, I, I remember doing a team interviews at Pacific Showdown with Rush when he's put back on Element Mystic, just trying to ask him stuff, and he was so guarded about everything. And it's just like, I get it, but at the same time, you know, I feel like coaches just don't want to say anything. They just don't want to spill. Yeah, ever. we've created some sort of weird. I mean, there's a whole other discussion. So yeah, either way, I, so I will was, say I've asked what three great speeches. Great Free motivational speeches. Good speeches, but he's also the GM of the team, not the coach. True. But he does do great speeches. He's Some integral, of my though. 
He is some of oh yes, I do I do love his speeches. He gets me hyped up. They always get me hyped up when Pre tells you to crush your fears. So let's then put a rating on this team. Yo, where are they where are they gonna place? You know, where are we thinking here on the placement wise? How are we feeling after reviewing all this? They got a big they got a big like I don't know what it's called. They can they can if they're at their peak, they can be like top four NA. At their peak. At their peak. At their worst, they could finish like below Vancouver. Like Ooh, below no, Vancouver. No, no, no. Below Vancouver. At their worst. Oh. At their worst. I have no what, remorse. What do you mean? Oh, have they have no, no internet. They can't get to the match. <laughs> they, 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 they hurt me last year. You know, at their worst, no sympathy. But at their best, top four NA. So who knows? I'm gonna put them near Toronto. Like we just, we just rated Toronto. I think six to eight. I agree that there's probably. More, uh, no, actually, I'm going to put them right around Toronto. I think they can have some success, as you said. Maybe Mag and Assassin get all their shit and put it together and they string together a successful season. But I think, I don't think they're going to be better than, you know, these other top NA powerhouses, even if they are performing at the highest level um, with some of the holes they have in the roster. Average. I think they're, I think they're literally middle of the pack. Like they are league average. I think this is exactly, um, Seventh, I guess, exactly seventh for me. So there's six ahead, six below is where I'm. I currently look at them as they are like the league average team in my opinion. Mm, yeah, I mean, the potential to maybe go up a bit. Not as high I. As I don't see this. Ro- I th- I don't see this roster ever breaking into the upper echelons of play. Myself, I just don't see it. I can't see it. Uh, they have echelon. they upper echelon would be like top Johnny's point, like top four. You know, like at a right. peak. I can't see it. I just I don't think. None of the pieces have inspired me enough, and the pieces they picked up inspired me enough to be like, oh, this team can break top four. Is it possible? I mean, you have Mag, Decay, and Happy, you know? And, and Assassin, when he's looking great, and Vigilante, who's like a good-looking rookie, right? But it's just like, how does it fit together? There are some pieces where I'm like, oh, is it really top tier still? Um, and technically, it's even, it's honestly, if we're being honest with ourselves, because of how Contenders works, obviously Korean Contenders is a different beast. Like, it's tough to even automatically assume that Mag is necessarily, like, a top-tier prospect now, right? Just because he's like, sure, he had some good moments, but he had a pretty bad season overall, right? Um, so, but I don't, I still think Mag is pretty good. I'm going to give him another year to be, like, before I'm yeah. taking him out of, like, the good prospect box, you know? I'll give him another year. Uh, so, I think Toronto is a very fair pick. I think six to eight is a very reasonable place for them. Mm-hmm. They can try to punch above to break out of that zone, but I find it hard to believe considering that obviously my preconceived notions, this coaching staff does not seem like it inspires confidence in creating a cohesive roster. It doesn't, Uh, especially when we're heading to a new game. It's going to be fucking chaos. It's going to be, everything's being figured out all at once. Uh, I don't know. I just don't feel confident in it. So six to eight would be ideal. I could see them falling lower though. I will say I could see them falling lower. Vancouver lower? No, God. No, I don't think so. I'm just a I don't think, I don't think that far. Right. I don't if, think that if far. you were to tell me that, like, at the end of the season, if, like, you were just to tell me that's just like, oh, yeah, the season's over. Uh, and Washington Justice, you know, they were better than Houston Outlaws. They were better than Duke Excelsior. They were better than Paris Eternal, Boston Uprising. I'm like, okay. I mean, th- then they're like, what? Top five. I mean, you know, two I, of those make sense. Like, Paris you know, Eternal, Boston Uprising. I'm like, okay, sure. But then you tell me Houston and New York, and I'm like, oh, I'm not you don't, sure. You don't think there's a chance those teams can, like, you know, disappoint and de- be like, oh, my God, they don't have a main support. Oh, there's always doing. a chance have, for Houston to disappoint. Don't you worry. Don't you worry. 
Well, no one about that one. Well, exactly. So that's, uh, let, let's just let's Who wrap knows? it up. Let's wrap it up. So that's been the Washington Justice preview here. Good beer. Uh, let us let us know. You know what? How you're feeling about these squads and about Justice? Are they going to make us feel? Are they going to make us feel happy now they've added happy? Or are they going to make us feel sad? Are they going to be? Is it going to be the opening <laughs> of a new thing or the closer of a new chapter? Stop. <laughs> Stop. <laughs> so, Stop. All right. Well, that's that. Uh, and uh, we'll be. We are not doing a regular episode this week. I might as well add it the addendum here. We're not doing a regular episode this week, but we'll be back. I'm sure in the following week. Uh, good thing I put this as the last of the three team previews, so now everyone can see this information. So there we go. Let's close it out, Kurt.